0: Today, we unpack how the Nuggets chose patience as they developed their team on their way to the NBA Finals, and how in life, we too can be patient. But how? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want
1: to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, It's the best day ever.
0: Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast where we unpack parallels. Metaphors and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by my co host, Luke Heaton, and we have got a fun show in store today as we will unpack the nuggets heading to the NBA finals after years of patience and building. I think as fans, we like the way they built through the draft. And so we will discuss some of the moments that they had where they could have given up. They could have traded certain players, but instead they chose patience. And so in life, you and I, let's admit it, we wrestle with being patient. It's hard to wait. It's hard to trust. It's hard to sometimes see the bigger picture and, and be willing to, to wait in light of that. And, and ultimately, what does it, it look like from you know, a biblical perspective and our reliance on, on God, enabling us to be patient. And so, what does that what does that look like in our own lives? We'll unpack it, and excited to be with you today. Uh, be sure to check out our website, unpackingit And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to our weekday email devotional. It goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just like here on the show. We take sports stories related to life and faith, and and so encourage you to check that out on unpackingit slash subscribe. As always, you can email me Bryce at unpackingit. We appreciate your support as a listener, both financially as well as your willingness to rate, review, share the podcast, like it on social media, and comment. We appreciate all of that. And so for those of you watching this on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, we we appreciate your uh, interaction. And and then everybody that is listening to this on a podcast, uh, wherever podcasts uh, are found, uh, we're thankful for you as well. And, uh, and appreciate you subscribing and, again, rating and reviewing. All right, so we are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Be sure to use the promo code UNPACK when you order. And I was just talking to a buddy this week uh, about Sugar Creek. There we are. We're having a nice little dinner after church, uh, and we're talking Sugar Creek Coffee because it's delicious. And so uh, have you – Taking taking me up on the offer. Have you checked it out? Have you ordered some? You got to order two bags. Uh, helps with kind of the shipping. You end up saving money on shipping because you, you're gonna wa- you're gonna get one, and then you're gonna want another one. So you might as well just start with two. Um, and so use the promo code unpack. Also, now that it's getting warmer this summer, check out their cold brew. Oh yeah, they got some cold brew options as well. I I like cold brew. I'm still a warm. I I like to be hot, as Luke always jokes with me. Uh, I, when he, when he was here one summer, uh, I always had the heat on, not the heat on, but it was just, I kept the air very hot. So I like to be hot. So I still like hot coffee, but for those of you who enjoy getting a little cooler during the summer, when it's already hot outside, a little cold brew from sugar Creek. So check that out. All right, Luke, the NBA finals are. Well, they're getting close. We, we know one team at, at the time of this this recording. We know the Nuggets are, are heading. That's the team we're going to focus on today. All indications are the Heat will join them in the finals. Uh, it appeared the Celtics gave up in game three. And so we'll, we'll talk about that probably next week or in the weeks to come uh, in regards to what the Heat have done. But today we've got to talk Nuggets. And, of course, we'll, we'll get just a touch of the Lakers talk out of the way because, Luke, as you know, I root for the Lakers I'm somewhat of a a LeBron apologist, still more of a Kobe guy. Uh, But what LeBron did, even in the closeout game, was impressive. I can't wait to see what kind of his future looks like. A lot of questions surrounding that. Uh, But now that this series is over, what was your big takeaway?
1: Big takeaway is very excited for Denver. Uh, Easy team to root for. The rightful Western Conference representative in the NBA Finals they're such a complete team. It's perhaps more than any other team in the NBA, they play together as a unit. Mm. Everyone knows their role. Their coach is great. Even their superstars know their role. It is it is very good basketball to watch. It's not bad basketball at all.
0: No. I, I'm a big Aaron Gordon fan, and yep. he was robbed from a couple of slam dunk contests, but he's oh, – he's, yeah. Yeah, you know, so much energy and athleticism. And then Jamal Murray, who we knew a few years ago, all right, this guy can play, but he's, he's been key in this series. And then of course, Jokic really showing the world, Hey, here in the Western conference finals, this is why I've been a two-time MVP. Uh, and so he's, he's been impressive. And, and so for this series in particular, like I thought maybe the Lakers could, could make it interesting, but really Denver showed they're just better they're just a better team and when you when you sweep someone it's very clear <laughs> that you're mm-hmm. you have a significant advantage and i give the lakers credit cuz they were competitive up until the very end
1: yeah. lebron left it all out there um even well, though competitive to even after game 1 all lakers are fine even after game 2 loss lakers look fine we will make some adjustments like right they're in it yeah it was competitive it wasn't it wasn't a blowout sweep like a lot of LeBron's uh, older teams uh, or former Even teams years. when they would sweep teams. It's like, oh, every game's a 30-point win. This is just awful to watch. Yeah, But it was still yeah. a good series, though it was a sweep.
0: Absolutely. It, it really was. And so we want to focus on the, the Nuggets today because every once in a while we'll see this in sports where you just really appreciate how a team was built how it was constructed. And I think as fans, we we truly love the homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. When a team drafts players, when a team allows those players to develop, to grow. And and so that to me is is what makes this Nuggets team so special because Jokic was drafted in the second round. Then they drafted Jamal Murray. Then they drafted um their their other Michael third Porter. guy Michael Porter, who a lot of people at that time, you know, he slipped in that draft because of the back injuries, mm-hmm. and and so there were reasons for for each of these guys to sort of, eh, maybe we give up on them. Jamal Murray had a couple of big injuries the last couple of years, has been the reason that the Nuggets haven't gone further. But instead, the Nuggets they they remained patient with these players. They allowed them to develop. They allowed them to to grow. Especially those three guys that I mentioned—that that's the core. Then you add in an Aaron Gordon to yep. sort of complete what this team is all about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, that's why we fell in love with the the pre KD Warriors, Draymond, Clay, and Steph, all drafted, developed into a fantastic team. And you know my old Dallas Mavericks in 2011. I mean, not so that what definitely wasn't a entire homegrown team. But our star was our own, our very own Dirk. And then we added in some players. Uh, and then KD kind of ruined our, the, put a bad taste in our mouth about the Warriors. However, with Denver, again, they're just so great to root for because it's you've seen the, the culmination of this building. It's taken years. It's taken heartbreak. It's taken a lot of losing. Uh, devastation coming up short and now for it to finally come together the way we've been hoping for it to come together, even as a non Denver fan, which a lot of, I mean, there's plenty of non Denver fan, non Denver fans watching these playoffs. I, I, it's probably difficult to find people who are hating on the nuggets. Then you throw yeah, in oh. their first time ever going to the finals in franchise history, which what is a remarkable. better Denver. Is there not, there's not a better Denver team. to to do that for the first time. It's been great.
0: And and so we see this in sports. We just saw it this offseason. Ownership and management, very impatient. As soon as they, you know, first sense of trouble, first sense of losing, they're out. And so Monty Williams, out. Doc Rivers, out. And, you know, on and on and on, every year we see, especially from the coaching standpoint, guys fired after you know, not living up to expectations. And so the Denver Nuggets, you know, they had a two-time MVP and and weren't, you know, getting to the finals, you know, with him. Um, even early on when Mike Malone took over, the head coach of, of Denver, his first three years, they did not make the playoffs. Most coaches get fired after that, right? Yeah. And yet, yet the the Nuggets chose to be patient. They said, we like this guy. He's building. Let's give him time. Let's continue to add the, the right players and let those players then develop under his you know, tutelage and, and philosophy and, and game plan and all that. And now here they are many years later. And sure, maybe it took longer than you know, certain people would like or, or whatever. But now they're ready. This mm-hmm. is their moment. They're prepared for it. They're playing as well as as they possibly can. They've been the number one team since December in the Western Conference. It's not like they're just getting hot. No, they've been doing it. <laughs> Yeah. They're they're established. They 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 know what's going on. They know their roles. And even in games where Jokic doesn't necessarily score a ton early, he'll close the game. Or at times when they need you know kind of threes to get back in the game, Jamal Murray is that guy. And so they have all these different roles. Yeah. And and the patience we're now seeing the fruit of that. And and the results are here. And good for the the Denver management. To be willing to be patient
1: well don't forget about their great uh bench player uh kansas national champion <laughs> christian brown that's right so good for him he, getting some minutes
0: he got a few he got yeah, a few he, he
1: was more in the uh in the warm-ups uh last night he, he i don't think he took those off but uh throughout the playoffs and regular season he's, he's gotten some minutes which oh, has yeah. been entirely surprising but i think that goes to show how great of a system they have you can take a guy like him and just plug him in 10, 12 minutes, and he knows his role, and everything meshes together perfectly. The dribble handoffs, the give-and-goes between Jokic and Murray, how Porter fits in, how, again, Aaron Gordon, who was the guy in Orlando, comes to Denver, fits in perfectly. His role, he knows his role, the team knows his role. It, there's no conflict of interest there. It's mm. it. Everything works together so well.
0: A- absolutely. And, and so a couple uh quotes from an article I, I read on The Athletic, Sam Amick uh, wrote, this was the headline, what Michael Malone and Jamal Murray tell us about Nugget's patience, like not trading Murray, paying off. And, and so um, Amick writes about how they had the, the long view all along the way. And, and so how important that was, hey, this, it's not, you know, short term, thinking it's the long view what we're trying to build here and and then you know it's so fascinating with with michael malone too his previous job was with the kings they they fired him in his second season 24 games in and since then they've hired five different coaches sacramento (laughs) they're now finally they're okay like they're they're finally you know and they went down in the first round of course but the kings are turning the corner but think about that five different coaches nuggets they played the long view they kept with their uh, their coach, and, and then Sam Amick asks these questions in the article. What if they decided not to build around Jokic, whose unorthodox style and physique created so much doubt around the league during those early years? What if they would pivoted off of Jamal Murray, both before and after the ACL tear that cost him all last season? Ditto for Michael, Jordan, uh, Michael Porter Jr., whose long history of back problems made the choice to give him a massive extension in September, 2021, look so questionable at the time, but they saw the long view
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: were willing to be patient, get healthy, develop. And we've got a, We've got ourselves a team that can go win a championship. And here they are in the NBA finals. And, and Mike Malone also told Amic just the ability of ownership to be patient and not overreact was key. Patience is not something you talk about in the NBA or pro sports. And I think I and we are a perfect example of the results of being patient and saying, you know what, let's continue to let this grow and marinate and mature, and then we can see what we really have. And so we, we, we say all that to set this up for our own lives because we all have the choice, we all have the battle, we all have the struggle with patience. And, you know, there are times where we either get frustrated, overreact, make rash decisions because we're so impatient, or we trust, we surrender, and we we remain patient because our hope is in the Lord, our trust is in the Lord, and we rely on him for strength to be patient. But it's tough. Mm. We go through these seasons where, we want answered prayers. We want doors to open up. We want clarity. And it's not happening. And so do we get impatient or do we remain patient? And and so that's that's the question. That's the challenge. So so Luke, what jumps out to you uh right away when, when you think about how difficult it is to be patient <laughs> in in life because we want instant results, we want things to happen now.
1: Gosh, yeah, it is. Instant results is probably the name of the game for this modern digital world where we can do one day, two day shipping on Amazon. We can call someone <laughs> or, or video call someone across the world instantly. It is it's something that we really have to be cognizant of as Christians because the theme of patience is prevalent throughout Scripture, but it it conflicts and goes against uh, one of our, again, one of our common fleshly desires right now, which is to have things immediate, to get things immediately, to not have to long suffer, to not have to wait, and waiting is difficult. I think of this uh, as, as we think of wanting clarity, not wanting patience, or not having patience and wanting things immediately, there's this story of a guy coming to visit Uh, Mother Teresa, and basically trying to ask her uh, her opinion on clarity. He wants to know a certain direction he should go, and he basically asks her to pray that he would have clarity. And she basically tells him, I will not pray for that. I will pray that you'll trust God, but I will not pray that he will give you clarity, because clarity is the thing you're holding on to, like an idol, basically. Mm. And I think that's one thing that's related to patience for our own lives, is Sometimes God doesn't give us immediate clarity, and we do have to wait Mm. for an answer. And then it really becomes about trusting God in the waiting, trusting God that in due time, he will lead us in the right direction, that he will be faithful to guide us, to give us an answer. But immediate clarity often doesn't come. Sometimes Mm. it does, but when it doesn't, are we able to let go of the clarity idol and just trust God and wait on him? Uh, and there's, I'm sure we'll talk more about what it means to wait. But that waiting in general is really difficult for us, especially now in this fast-moving society.
0: Well said. And in thinking about Denver, there was you know so so much value in having patience, in exercising patience, in being willing to embrace patience. And I think in our own lives, we we have to change our our perspective, where you know, we, we view waiting as a, as a bad thing, but, but actually when when we choose patience, the work that God can do in us through that time is so valuable. It's the development, it's the growth, it's the maturation that that happens when we are forced to continue to trust him because we don't have the clarity. We don't, we don't, you know, the the, the door isn't opened up the, the, the path maybe fully hasn't been revealed yet to us and 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 god's telling us wait wait hold on trust me remain still rest in me and and when i when i want you to go i'll let you know it's time to go and you know for the denver nuggets now it's time to go now it's hey it's time to go for the nba finals and here they are but it took years and years of patience and waiting and so we have to understand that that's you know that's just the process of sports (laughs) but it's also the process in in the bigger picture of what of God's work in our lives and what he's doing and what matters Mm -hmm. most. Um, and so he, he wants our heart. He he wants our dependence on him. And, and when we're, we're in that season of, of waiting, it's that opportunity to say, okay, am I going to try to take things into my own hands, rush the process, do something, you know, rash and say, God, you're not coming through. You're not doing it how I want. Now I'm gonna go figure it out. I'm gonna go, you know, make something happen. Watch me go. All right. Well, good luck. You'll be going through five different head coaches. You know, <laughs> and we do this. We, you, you, you f- yeah, fly through all this different stuff. Hey, just wait. God, at the right time, it'll happen.
1: Well, yeah, because and you hit on this earlier. Denver could have easily, and most teams probably would have thought this way. Hey, we have a two-time MVP. Jamal Murray's hurt. Let's trade him. Let's win now. We have our MVP. We got to win now. Let's not wait a whole season. Uh, Fortunately, they ended up being patient, and now they are in prime position to accomplish their goal of winning a championship because they waited. But I'm sure that was difficult. Ownership, front office, head coach, we have our MVP. And yeah, for our own lives, it's really easy to think, all right, God, I have this or look at this situation, look at this opportunity, time to make it happen, time to go for it, and many times it's not yet. Let's wait. Well, and I
0: think there definitely comes that time where, yeah, we, we go for it. And, and I was actually reading in Exodus today and the, the whole Moses story, and Exodus 14, 14, it's remain still, stand firm, wait, and then in verse 15, it's, it's go time. And that's when Moses steps forward and God gives him the, the instructions to, to put his staff down and, and then the waters part. And, and then they were able to walk through on, on dry land. And so that, that, that is the, the, the challenge too with, with patience. There's a, a posture of patience and waiting and, and trust. All right, God, I'm waiting for the next move. And then as soon as he does, boom, then we go for it with faith and confidence because we know that the timing is right. The problem for us is we're not willing to wait for the right timing, and we we try to get ahead and then also while we wait, we get so so restless and frustrated and discouraged that it steals our joy and we're yeah we're just we're allowing our our fleshly negativity to take over versus no I'm gonna be patient we're we're gonna ride this out and I'm gonna yep. trust God through it and yeah. so Let's jump into a couple other scriptures here today, too. So Galatians 6, 9 encourages us. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And so part of the the impatience is we give up. And, and like we talked about, you give up on Jamal Murray. You, you give up on Jokic. You give up on Michael Malone. And it's it's too soon. It's like, well, no, you don't need to give up on him. Just, just wait in due season. And so for us, we got to keep doing the, you know, whatever God has told us to do, whatever he has revealed to us, definitely throughout scripture, we got plenty to cling to do that and trust him that the the harvest of blessing will come at the right time. No question.
1: No question. And I I, I love how you uh, just said that it's not just about waiting, being patient, but it's how we wait. It's how mm-hmm. we're patient, because there's, there's really, you know, two kinds of patience. There's the not in a hurry, which is an, an important element of patience. We don't want to be in a hurry. You know, there's the, the great book you and I both read, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about, you know, not constantly hurrying through life, but, you know, going slow, being patient, allowing things to happen. But there's also the patience, uh, which is really hit on in Scripture— and it's really this this self-control during difficulty or while waiting on the Lord. You know, it, this is the, the example of patience often we see in Scripture. It's patience isn't this passive, oh, I'm just waiting, but I'm also grumbling and I'm angry and I'm just, all right, God, I'll just wait for it to happen. And I'm sitting over here twiddling my thumbs, angry, angry at the world, but... The, the biblical example of patience we see is really this, where it's an active waiting, but we're being slow to anger. We uh, have—we're maintaining self-control and active trust and affection for God. Not this uncontrolled, gr- disgruntled waiting, but this loving, uh, trusting God, slow to anger, self-controlled waiting in patience that Seems to be the example of patience we see in Scripture.
0: Mm. <sighs> yeah, I, I've been in a season. I've been in lots of seasons of of waiting, and I will admit that oftentimes I I get very frustrated and angry and very very impatient, um, and I allow the you know the delay to derail me in in many ways, and and so you're right, that kind of that that concept of long suffering, that that patience where however long however long it it takes for God to work in me and change me because usually when we're in these seasons, well I would say always, he's using it to grow us and change us and to deepen our faith in him. And that's the process of life. We're always in these seasons to where and everything is used to, for, for us to become more like Christ, for our dependence to become, more on him and and less on us and less on us trying to control things. And so these seasons of of long suffering, it's really for our good in, in in accomplishing, you know, what God wants to accomplish in us and through us. And and yet we lose sight of what's what's really going on and we don't necessarily even know because we can't always see how God's changing us. Until, you know, maybe some time later we, we look back and go, oh wow, he really changed me through that season. But but that's what we're we're called to. We're called to this, this patience. And here's the key to all of this. We don't have to be patient in our own strength. This isn't one of those things like, hey, I just try to be a little bit more patient. No, 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 no. Like almost every topic we we discuss, it's always about yielding to the Holy Spirit. And as followers of Jesus, if we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, then we got to tap into that. And so as we live by the Spirit, yield to the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, we can be patient. And so as you've heard before, most likely if, you, if you've been following Jesus for a while, you understand the fruit of the Spirit, right? In Galatians 5, uh, 22, 23 this is the amplified version. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience. And, and not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. That's what's in the amplified uh, parentheses. And then kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But but think about that. Not the ability just to wait, but how we act while waiting. The Holy Spirit gives us that ability to you know long suffer well, wait well, patient, be patient well, and endure well um, as we trust, as we surrender, and and we do that by the power of the Holy Spirit,
1: not by our own power. Yeah, that's, that's a great point because when we really understand what patience is, of course we need the Holy Spirit. Patience isn't just, oh wow, uh, like f- for you, Bryce. When you, if your kids are, uh, if it's a tough day with your kids and they're getting into trouble and doing stuff, and it's wow, Bryce is being so patient. He's not really responding, but internally he's this. You're if you're this this mess of anger. <laughs> that's that's not the standard of, of patience that we're called to. We need the Holy Spirit to, to bring us to not just uh, being patient outwardly, but internally mm. there's this, this peace because like you said, you said the word long suffer the word in, in the, in the text you just read about the fruits of the spirit, it literally means long temper, this, this long suffering, this, Uh, I can withstand over time because the Holy Spirit's empowering me, because I have peace uh, that I've been made new in Christ, because I trust God. However long this lasts, whatever it is, I can be patient, not outwardly, but also internally in my heart. And that is those moments where God really works on us, that when we're long-suffering, we're being patient. We are having maintaining self control. It's by the power of the spirit, and God's working on our character and our heart to make us more like Christ. Amen. Amen. So, being patient,
0: according to you know Scripture, and and, and doing it by the power of the of the spirit, uh, it, it's connected to having peace, and and so okay, am am I being patient? I'm at peace, I'm trusting, and I'm surrendered. And maybe surrender comes first. But it's surrendering to, God, you are good, you are faithful, you are in control. I am clinging to your promises. Help me be patient and help me to trust you as I wait. And so I'm surrendered in that I'm counting on you to come through, I'm waiting for an open door, I'm waiting for the next step for you to reveal it to me. And so in the in this time of uh you know confusion or waiting or whatever that that may be until god is ready for it in his timing it's surrender trust peace and that's that's patience and then then we have the ability to actually be patient and and then we can see how how ultimately patience wins because just like you were saying we change so we grow we develop just like we're talking about the nuggets they grew they developed and, and then we get to experience the harvest of blessing if we don't give up. But oftentimes we get so impatient that we give up. We give up on God. We give up on you know, whatever the, the waiting is. And then we try to do things in our own power and in our own control. And we try to rush the process. And then we, we get ahead. We get ahead of what God's really doing. If we would have just waited, we would have seen, oh man, yeah, God's got this. And so we have to step back and say, all right, I'm gonna be patient. I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna surrender and that's going to and my peace is found in you through the holy spirit as well and i'm going to wait and i'm going to wait well and i'm going to endure because of the strength and the power that god gives us
1: yeah so, because when we're waiting even though that can be agonizing sometimes it still can also be a really fulfilling season if we really are trusting god and then experiencing the peace that comes with that mm. Because God is faithful to work in that. And seasons of waiting don't have to be this awful, agonizing, oh, I'm just—it's just every day is difficult to wake up, and I don't know how I can make it through this. Certainly there are plenty of moments of those, but also overall we are able to maintain the peace that comes with really trusting God to even while we're waiting to still give us assurance that Mm -hmm. He has us, that He's— Gonna bring good out of this, so even the moments in the seasons of waiting that can still be fulfilling, even though while we're still waiting to do something or for an answer.
0: That's right, absolutely. So I'll leave you with this. A buddy of mine sent this. Uh, this was a devotional that he was reading from Oswald Chambers. Uh, it says, "We are not uncertain of God, just uncertain of what He is going to do next." Hmm. And so that man, it, that hit me, and I, I've I've gone back to it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're, there, there might be uncertainty. It's not uncertain of God. We're confident in him. We're confident in who he yeah. is. We're just uncertain on what he's going to do next, but our hope and our trust is in him. And that's so that's a
1: great reminder. Cause yeah, yeah we, we thankfully he's, he's revealed to us in his word and through how he's dealt with us. Yeah. You know, we may be, yeah, that's a great point. We may be uncertain on where God's going to bring us, but we know he's good he wants the best for us. He loves us. We know that primarily because he sent his son to die for us. So it, it, we really can sit back and say, "All right, whatever happens, I'm going to be great because I know that who is really sovereign and dictating it is He wants the best for me,
0: and His will will be done." So well, I'll leave you with actually with this verse, Colossians one eleven. We'll we'll do uh, this is Paul praying for the uh, the Colossians. Uh, what did I say? Colossians, sorry, Colossians, the Colossian church. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. So we'll pray that for our listeners, pray that for ourselves, um, that we will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. Luke, good stuff. Man, encouraging. I, I'm in a season of waiting. I Few weeks ago, struggling, God's been working on me, working on me, working on me, and uh, I'm, I'm in a much, much better kind of posture, I'll say. Um, and God's God's doing some incredible things in my life, and so I'm very, very grateful uh, and encouraged by this this topic today to be patient, not in our own strength, but by yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, enabling us to be patient as we as we live according to the Spirit uh, and keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. And so that's what we're all about here at Unpacking It. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.